It's time to line up with the big guys. You are Locked On Huskers, your daily podcast on the Nebraska Cornhuskers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Huskers. Thank you for making Locked On Huskers your first watch, first listen each and every single day. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, this episode brought to you by the folks from FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. That's what it says right, boop, right there. Um, visit fanduel.com slash locked on uh, to get started. All sorts of discounts and details along the way. Also, please like, subscribe, share. Please do. Comments go down in the comment section. Your questions, your comments, whatever you want us to talk about. Put it down there. I'll get back to you and respond accordingly. Yeah, Matt Rule had um, had an opportunity to speak to the media, and a couple of things are in play. And I, I wanted to spend some of this episode talking about what he said and what it means. So Matt Rule made the statement that, well, you know, we're going to body blow some folks. And that'll help us win games in the fourth quarter. And which is, you know, if you're a Husker fan, you understand that uh, the ability to fin ga finish games has been issue one uh, for Nebraska for the past few years. Being in a ton of close games, the most like whatever imaginary made up uh, uh, mystique you want to have about being the best uh, team to lose, you know, 348 last, <laughs> last score games, but whatever the numbers are. Um, but the reality is that Matt Rule's aware, and he's gone out of his way uh, to speak to it and said, listen, we have a plan for how we're going to finish games. Now, there's a lot of assumption there that you're going to be close enough to, to be in that situation when fourth quarter matters. But in talking about being a physical team and an aggressive team, a run-aggressive team, th that that could mean whatever you want for it to mean. Uh, previous coordinators and head coaches said they were going to run the ball. And as the shirts all over the state of Nebraska tell you, uh, the fans will tell you, we want you to run the damn ball. That hasn't been adhered to or paid attention to. Not at the level that's required in the Big Ten Conference, and certainly not for Nebraska to be successful. But if you're going to talk about running game, and I was debating about whether to spend time in the running backs room, but I think the running backs room will be a secondary byproduct. One, because they have talent. Two, they have established uh, credibility and you know what you're getting with them. But then finally, their biggest success measurement will be the offensive line. And so I wanted to spend time today talking about that offensive line and the group uh, group of players that are in that room and what it means. And look, I'll exhale and I'll try to breathe through this thing because when I start talking about offensive linemen and you talk about physical physical play, um, it becomes a matter of whether size matters or whether heart matters. And they're not necessarily tied together. You can be big, you can be long, but that doesn't mean you're going to be aggressive. It doesn't mean you're going to be effective. It doesn't mean you're going to be a finisher. But what I like about what Matt Rule said was, okay, body blow, body blow, blow, body blow. 
dear friend Jay Foreman likes to talk about death by a thousand paper cuts. As a, as a coach and a guy who's been an offensive coordinator, what I'll tell you is I know that if I'm true to what I've practiced and I'm true to what I'm good at, that I will win games, I will win, gain an advantage in the fourth quarter by what I do in the first and second. And not everybody understands that and not everybody wants to work in that. But in the Big Ten Conference where weather sometimes plays into it and then some some of these games are just games that could have been played in a closet. You, yeah, it's fantastic to play in front of 90,000 people, but they could have played this thing down the street in a closet because they're just going to get nose-to-nose and fatten their neck and try to move one another. Uh, as, as Al Pacino in any given Sunday said, it's a game of inches and the inches are everywhere. So with this group, Matt Rule has said what I, what he hopes to be able to do is body blow, body blow, body, body blow. And then as the game's in, because of the fatigue uh, that he's put on uh, and the friction that he's, he's forced the defense to deal with, that those offensive linemen will have a greater advantage in the fourth quarter. And you'll be able to control the ball. You'll be able to control the clock. You'll be able to finish games. Right. If you need to keep their defense off the, the, the Husker defense off the field, you'll be able to do so by running the ball, and managing the clock. Sometimes in doing that, it's by throwing short passes in that space. But then we'll talk about that in another episode. So if you're talking about the plan is to be physical. Okay. First, you have to define that. You have to define it. And the physicality that's required for Nebraska to do well would be control of a three-and-a-half-yard space in front of them. The ability to reestablish the line of scrimmage on 75% of the plays that they run. It's not a 50% deal, not a 60% deal. 75% that they're able to change the line of scrimmage, either in scheme or or in physicality, simply moving the pile. That's going to require that strength and training changes. That's going to require that you change uh, technique. Physicality requires, and depends on the coaching staff, you getting your hands locked on and getting your arms extended, being long enough so that when you're on, when a, when a, 37-inch arm reaches across and battles with a 40-inch 40 40 inch reach long. And then being able to maintain that space because you've built the, the, the core strength and the leg strength and the, the strength in hands. It's also your ability to reset. That at 300 pounds, your ability to, to, to be violent, make contact, have friction, and then still reset reload your body, gain control of your body, and then move your opponent. Now, we're not saying that Nebraska's offensive linemen haven't been nasty in the past. But if you're going to change the culture, if you're going to change the way you play ball, the way you call plays, the way you line up, uh, the schemes that you're going to be in, the things that you do well, a thing that you can control is somebody's absolute awareness of where their feet are, how their core works, 
where their hand placement should be, where their eye should be. Control the movement of the head. It's a straight line. And I always tell offensive linemen that if their straight line is right, which means they line up properly, they connect properly, they drive properly, and they never have to peak and they never have to reload. The head's not bobbing. The head is locked in. Flat back. Great balance of, foot, of, of your footwork. And then moving and being that word that we use so much, explosive. And it's to cause violent at a short space on time and on purpose. We don't know whether this offensive line group can do that because we haven't seen them together. We know some of the individuals and we know some of the new folks and what they've done in the past, but we don't know what they're going to do together and we don't know what uh, what, what Coach Rayola is going to teach them. But last year, the, the, the mantra was move the pile. I have a feeling move the pile is going to be said a whole lot around Lincoln uh, this coming this coming spring. But we'll talk more about that. We'll go to break. Come back. More Locked On Huskers when we return. Welcome back, folks. DP, Oop. Uh, 93.7 The Ticket, Lincoln America. We thank you, folks, for making Lockdown Huskers your first uh, listen today. Appreciate that. Your second listen should be Lockdown College Basketball. If you would, find it on YouTube or however you consume uh, your, your podcast. But it's it, it's insightful. Um, I checked out the recent episode and Again, as you're heading into March Madness and you want to be familiar with what's going on in the game of college basketball, go to Locked On College Basketball. Um, Isaac Shade and Andy Patton will take you through everything you need to know to get set up so that you know what's going on uh, for March Madness. College basketball, good stuff. Um, we're talking about the, the, the mentality and the, the, the basic things of, of, of what, what's required to be physical. Um, it really is almost like talking about a seven-day lip, a seven-day, seven-layer dip at once. There's so many moving parts and there's so much so much texture to it. But the real thing is being is the chemistry behind it, behind the offensive line. Because offensive line play in the Big Ten is a dance. It's a choreographed dance. It just happens to be super violent and super explosive. Right. But being able to maintain your dance and get your steps in order, even when friction and resistance is applied. And that requires that you look at some depth at who's on the roster. And look, I'll I'll start with the two additions that I think could have the greatest impact on the Husker offensive line. And the first one. I, I look. Ben Scott just reminds me of a Nebraska offensive lineman. He looks the part. Uh, he walks the part. He talks the part now. He made a mistake, and he went to Arizona State before he committed to Nebraska. Uh, but he got reps, and he got information. And when you look at his Arizona State film, what it, what's in play for you is this. Scott is, I want to say 6'5". He'll probably come into Lincoln at 300 pounds, probably 295, 300 pounds. Started uh, all the games at ASU. Started at right tackle. But 
he also started 11 games. In 2021, he started all his games at right tackle. He moved and started 11 games to, at center. Now, because Nebraska lost their starting center, it's easy to plug and play and be mentally lazy and put Ben Scott at center because he, you know, along with Ethan Piper, is probably two players that you would consider in that space and be comfortable in it. But with 28 starts, um, almost 2,000 snaps, this is this is an experienced offensive lineman. Now he'll have to learn the pack, the the Big Ten conference defenses. He'll have to learn, you know, he'll see what what's in play, and he is connected. Uh, he has family in Columbia, Nebraska, so he's uh, familiar uh, at heart with what what the Huskers do and who they are. Takes pride in the fact that he's making this decision to come back. But if you can get some other quality center play, then the, the, the option of putting him at right tackle exists. It's real. And Coach Rayola is going to have to go and find the best five who work together the best. He's battled, he's gone toe-to-toe with USC, UCLA, Washington, Oregon. So, you know, there's no there's no fear. And he had options. He could have gone. He could have gone to uh he could have gone to one of several Florida schools. He could have gone to he could have been a Seminole, he could have gone to uh the Hurricanes, he could have gone to Auburn, but he chose Nebraska. And since there is a need, a pressing, obvious, out loud need. For center, an experienced center, well, the easy plug and play is Ben Scott at center, and then he comes into camp and he 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 learns what uh, Marcus Satterfield wants to do, and he wants he'll learn how uh, how, how Donovan Rayola wants him to do it, <laughs> which is important because it matters. He's one A in if. This Nebraska offensive line is going to be what what they need to be. He's important. He's important. So if you plug him at center, Teddy Prohaska would be the prohibitive prohibitive favorite to be at left tackle, depending on health, um, and then his ability to adjust and adapt to what uh, this year's coaching staff wants to do, what Satterfield wants to do with the ball. I like him in the run game, and I I'm, I like him as an anchor at left tackle if he can stay healthy. On the other side of this thing, there was a young man who was at Georgia, and Jacob Hood it was is six eight, walking around town anywhere depending on reports anywhere from. 340 to 360. And I mean long arms. Arms, my goodness gracious. Big foot, big behind, long arms. Like he checks all the boxes for all the things. And then you've been down in Georgia and you've you you played at a high level uh down in Hillsboro, Tennessee. In high school, so you you you're familiar with being competitive, and how to get things done when there's chaos happening around you. 
if you wanted me to get excited about this in a forecast, if I could see six eight Teddy Prochaska at one hinge and six foot eight Jacob Hood at the other, with Ben Scott as your anchor dead in the middle, I, I may start to sip some Kool Aid. But I have to see them as they are here. I have to see them and what play calls. Are we going to stretch? Are we going to run stretch plays and ask these big these big behemoths to, to get lateral down the line and then get to the second level? Is that what we're asking? Or are we going to allow them to use those arms, gain control of the line, line of scrimmage, be explosive, and simply change the line of scrimmage forward three yards at a time and let the running backs be exceptional behind them? If you're if 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 as a Husker fan, you can imagine six eight, six five, six eight as your as your your core. You can start to think a little bit that maybe this run the damn ball thing might work. It also allows you to ponder of the other three returning Husker offensive linemen are four of note, of note, ones that you could actually say, okay, these are folks who have played in the Big Ten. They know what's what's expected. They they know uh, what the work level is. But Bryce Benhart, Turner Corcoran, Ethan Piper, Norton Norwilly, and then add a fifth, Henry Latoski. So you've got a second, you've got a group, another five, that if any of them – lined up at the two guard positions inside Hood and Prohaska with Scott in the middle, you start to think, huh, this might be something. Because it means that there are four experienced starters in the Big Ten Conference on the offensive line that are going to compete every day at practice, going to compete every day in the weight room, going to compete every day uh, in drills, going to compete every day at individuals. And that's how you become better. Somebody will win the jobs. It won't be handed to anybody. All of these, all five of these jobs will be won. And I just gave you 11 people who can really get it done in the right situation and circumstance. You need five as a core who will let you run the damn ball. We don't know what five it's going to be, but I want you to pay attention to who the people are that are competing. So then you can see what's being asked of them and why they win the job. These are jobs that are going to have to be won. Nothing given, everything earned. We'll close out this edition of Locked on Hustle. Final segment of this episode of Locked on Huskers. And we thank you again. We thank the folks from FanDuel uh, for making this happen each and every week. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more. Go to right there. Click on the link. Go to FanDuel Sportsbook again. Um, that's how you get started. Please do so. Um, I, I want to finish this episode with this. A couple things before we go. Uh, it is a big weekend in Lincoln, Nebraska when it comes to hoops. 
Amy Williams and the Lady Huskers have painted themselves into a corner where now they have to go out and do a thing that isn't easy to do. They're going to have to go out in front of a packed Pinnacle Bank Arena on Saturday and take on probably the best player in the country and one of their one of their maybe the second or third biggest nemesis there two Caitlin Clark doesn't come to to Pinnacle Bank Arena alone she's got some help and I was playing well but Amy Williams and the Huskers need to beat Iowa on Saturday Jazz Shelley coming off 37 points. Uh, most of those, 28 of those in the second half. They have to get her started, and she that, that's required because she has to occupy Caitlin Clark. You have to make Caitlin Clark work defensively. Otherwise, she, she's, she's just storing energy and going to eat you up. But it will be a packed house at Pinnacle Bank Arena. So to lock into that. Circle that as a as a game that's important because if they're going to make a run in the Big Ten tournament and they don't want to be in the playing games and they don't want to get bad seedings and they want to have a legitimate shot of making the, the, the tournament and then being effective in the tournament, well, it starts Saturday against Iowa. It's big. Can't They cannot lose to Iowa and then have success. It's just not going to happen for them. They're going to need to, to figure out a way to get this win. Um, also, Sunday at Pinnacle Bank Arena, uh, a Nebraska team that 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 just went on the road and beat Rutgers. They won two in a row. So when you beat Wisconsin, you beat Rutgers, and you've got a star player that's emerging and Casey Tominaga, who's giving you twenty points and tough to defend, being efficient and effective with the ball, and you're getting quality play from your starters and good minutes from your bench. They will welcome the Terps of Maryland on Sunday. And Maryland comes in red hot. They've won six of eight. Uh, they just beat uh, number three, Purdue. <laughs> they don't have fear. They're playing well. They're better at home than they are on the road. So my hope, and Nebraska comes in this thing, nine and three at home. Well, you can fix a lot of things with a win. Hopefully, both days have packed crowds at Pinnacle Bank Arena. I think it will. I'm looking forward to it. So, I'll say that to you. Should be a big hoops weekend here in Lincoln. Uh, thank you, folks, for making Locked on Huskers your first watch and listen today. Your second listen, jump on over to Locked on College Basketball. Uh, Isaac Shade and Andy Patton will take you through and give you all the insight, all the details. Um Everything you want to know about college basketball as you're going forward, you can check them out, Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube or however you consume your podcast. And I'll say this as we close those three words that we love so much here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Go Big Red!